Hi, it's Chris. I love donuts and holy shit moments, and I'm sharing all the wonderful experiences they have led me to. Here comes one now. Hi again, it's Chris. So what'd you think of the donut story? Pretty cool, wasn't it? Like, I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed now to think about that and how it happened and how awesome it was. But I want to talk about what made it possible. How could that have happened if I wasn't fully immersed in the woo? If I wasn't listening for those, for that cue, if I wasn't listening for that message, if, if I wasn't already aware of my intuition. So I wrote this post about the personality type, I think, is most open to receiving messages without even really being aware of it. And I think that's like the happy-go-lucky type of personality because there's no strong attachment. Does that make sense? So, you know, you're happy-go-lucky and like you're willing to try new things and hey, if it works out, cool. And if it doesn't, no big deal. We'll try something you know, the next thing that comes around. Um, But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about, like, how to create, I don't know, the right mindset, the right conditions for, for your donut story. How can you let that happen? How can you invite that type of experience into your life? And these are my thoughts. I think it all comes down to self-care. I think for something like that to happen, self-care is is a big <laughs> is a big helper. I'm not saying it's a requirement, but it certainly makes it easier for incredible things to happen. Okay, so self-care. Self-care builds self-trust. And at the time, I actually had a really strong self-care routine. So self-care meaning that you're taking care of yourself. You have boundaries around routines and practices that um, that build your self-love and just putting yourself first, making yourself a priority, taking care of yourself. And there's so many ways to do that. But this is what I was doing. So I was a stay at home mom of three young kids. And I had my first in 03, my second at the end of 04, and then number three in 06. So this was the beginning of 09. And I was actually pregnant again. But When we moved to Idaho at the very end of 2005, the beginning of 2006, something made me, of course, something made me start going to yoga classes. And I had tried like a videotape once before when I was pregnant with my first, I think my midwife asked me if I did yoga, you know, it was based on like breathing. How well do you have any breathing practices? 
And that's why I, I picked up this tape. But anyway, at the beginning of 2006, I began going to yoga classes twice a week. And I actually kept that up, that same class. I loved it until we left at the end of uh, 2015. So I began this practice of going to yoga twice a week, early morning. It was like a 6.15 class. And then I would be home by 7.30 in time for my husband to go to work. So that was the first step, that yoga class. Well, then I started running on other days. And if I wasn't running or doing yoga, I was at Starbucks when they opened. And I think that's when that started. I started going to Starbucks every morning. And there was this group of retired guys who were also there every morning. And it was just a really fun thing to do. It was a really fun way to start my days because I'm home with three kids all day long. I'm home with laundry and snacks and toys and just that whole thing. So I protected that morning time. I, things did not interfere. I did not let anything interfere with that morning time. And so I'm doing yoga and I'm running and, you know, other days I'm just reading, sitting and drinking coffee or talking to the guys at Starbucks. And that was my self-care practice. And I loved it. It really, it really helped me set the tone for my day. It really helped me, I don't know, be present, just, just have better days. So uh, as well. So, you know, in addition to that, so the yoga, I think, builds your body awareness. You're more in touch with what's happening in your body and how you're moving and your flexibility and all that strength. And I remember during yoga class, a lot of times I would say to myself, I am strong, I am flexible, I am balanced. That's a really great affirmation. And, you know, it was something I didn't really realize at the time. I am strong, I am flexible, I am balanced. Those are three really great affirmations. I know now, I didn't realize then. And then the running. So... I always had this thing like, I'm going to be a triathlete. I'm going to run a triathlon. And I did it. It. Uh, I didn't realize it when I first moved there, but I found uh, in Moscow, Idaho, there was a sprint triathlon. And hey, that's the one to do if you're not already a runner, swimmer, and biker. Sprint triathlon, which is, I don't know, maybe a quarter of a real of a full triathlon. I could be totally off on that. Um, but doing those things, the yoga was building my flexibility and those affirmations and my breath, you know, it was helping me with my breath work, I guess. But the running, the running was like meditative. And just that alone time was great. And I think those things, again, unknowingly, those things really contributed to my self-trust. Self-care, I think, self-care, self-love is the basis for 
just about anything. If you want to live your best life, if you want amazing things to happen, self-care is is the way to go. That's my personal recommendation. So when that message came to me, go to Seattle, first I recognized it and I heard it and I felt it and I acknowledged it. And maybe if I didn't have that self-care, if I didn't have those practices in place, maybe I would have blown it off. So like throughout your day, are you listening to your body? Are you acknowledging those messages? Are you giving your body what it's asking for? Do those seem connected? They are. They are connected. So if you're hungry, if you have to go to the bathroom, if you're thirsty, do you blow those things off or do you give your body what it's asking for? I think that is the biggest first step. So if you want to create your own donut story, if you want to be ready for your donut story, please, I urge you, take the time to create self-care practices and put boundaries around those practices. Not, I can't remember much of anything uh, getting in the way of that self-care, that those morning, my morning routine back then. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was the only time available pretty much. So, and I'm a morning person. (laughs) Um, it was just, it was just perfect for me. So, you know, maybe it looks different for you. Maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe you have a break in the afternoon or a time available to you in the afternoon or the night when, when you can listen to yourself, when you can connect with yourself and you can, say nice things and and give yourself what you need and give yourself some time. Okay. So that's, uh, those are my tips for, for finding your own donut story and being ready for your own donut story. You, you want to listen to your body. You want to follow your body's cues and having a self-care practice just makes it so much easier. So find some time during the day where you can take some time to yourself and protect that time and do what you love. Do something that just lifts you up and puts you in a better, in a better mindset for the day and keep doing it. Just keep doing it for the sake of, of serving yourself, of giving yourself what you need. When you give yourself what you need, when you follow your body's cues, you build self-trust. And when you have that foundation of self-trust, you're more likely to follow those messages that you receive. You're more likely to, to trust those messages And then you can, and you may be led to your own donut story. Those are my tips on how to find your donut story, how to be ready for it. Thanks for listening.
for listening to Chris Loves Donuts. Remember, your words are powerful and the universe is always listening.